I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't have a job to find. And if I work tonight, I'm so tired tonight, I fall asleep when I'm home, when I'm Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Powerslam podcast here uh, on Patreon, if you get it there early or whenever you get your podcast. I know we're a little bit late this week, but uh, I was off in my travels so, and Finn was away, so we decided to to record it at the weekend. So I'm joined as always by Finn and Martin. Finn, how was your trip? Yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah, not bad. I just went down south, so, um, you know, I'd, well, I was going to go on the train, but it was train strikes, so I decided to drive. And yeah, it was, it was a good trip. Yeah, good trip. I'm not going to ask you how your trip went, Kenny, because you've just explained it to me off air. <laughs> yes, a very, very short version of the story is I, myself, my other half and our friend, were driving up to Mull yesterday, and the drive from Glasgow to Oban is about two and a half hours, um, and the A82, which is the main road that gets you from sort of down the Glasgow area up up north, uh, was closed. Uh, or and then when it was open and it was open, but then it was like constant traffic jams because there was loads of snow and there was no gritters. So, uh, yeah, it's very frustrating. But you know, six and a half hours in the car, so got back last night and got pissed instead. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, the day wasn't completely wasted, Kenny. Well, we made sure of that. We polished off too much alcohol, far too much. Anyway, um, very bright this morning, Kenny. I mean, it's ten fourteen. Saturday morning. Well, I've been awake since nine or t- ten to nine. So I feel I, I, my my hangover. Well, my trick tends to be, if, especially if I'm podcasting with you, is as long as I've got like, an hour to lie in my bed and sort of prepare myself to get up, I'm okay. 
if I had to just wake up and do it, I don't think I'd be as perky as I maybe sound like I am. But anyway, um, there's new the plenty to talk about, Finn. And the big story from this week, of course, was Mandy Rose lost the NXT Women's title on this week's edition of NXT to Roxanne Perez. But yeah. the, back, the, the, the story behind it is she has her own uh, pay subscription service called, similar to OnlyFans or Brand Army, and she has she posts content on there, and the content apparently was getting more risque and more risque. So uh, she was fired this week. Yeah. Yeah, is it fan, t- fan Time? I think it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Fan Time, yeah, that's the name of it. Fan Time, yeah. I'd never heard of that. So, um, obviously, I have heard of only fans. And mm-hmm. I mean, I thought they weren't allowed to do this, but I thought they were banned from doing these type of things. In that edict that was passed last year that caused, you know, big hoo-ha, you know, the Twitch thing yeah. and all that, mm-hmm. you know, that went down last year. So hey, Johnny, Johnny Gargano's still got a Twitch thing that he does. Like, I think maybe there's like certain deals where... You know, there's something in in certain contracts that like you can't really enforce it. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe actually, I think they were having to give a percentage of the money to WWE. I think that was it, wasn't it? I think yeah. that was. The and then, then, so, so I mean, it's a big story because obviously Mandy Rose had really rejuvenated herself in NXT. She become a top name there, and seemed destined for the main roster. We've we've Absolutely. said it. Absolutely. Yeah, we yeah. talked about this. It seemed imminent with Toxic Attraction. JC Jane, uh, Gigi Dolan, uh, her lieutenants, uh, the tag team, they'd done really well. I thought they had a really good act, you know, with the music and the entrance. Obviously, lots of thought had gone into that and they'd really worked on it. And I thought they had a lot of chemistry, mm-hmm. um, you know, as a trio. Um, so, I mean, this is a real blow for JC Jane and uh, Gigi Dolan as well, because Mandy was the star and she was front and center. So, she was the one who would have led the invasion of the main roster when it finally occurred. But, I mean, what can you say? I mean, it's a PG-rated company. It has been since July of 2008, so long before Mandy Rose joined the firm. Um, And, you know, she's doing risque content, which violates the the rating of the WWE's programming or content in general. I mean, what can you say? I mean, I I just thought... What a fool. I just thought, why have you done this? You know, you were on the verge of some really big things here. And had she gone to the main roster and they hadn't booked her against Shotzi and ruined her in the first week, but had she made it on the main roster, we talked about this, I think it was last week or the week before, had she gone to the main roster and got over and succeeded, and I think the chances are she and the rest of the act would have done, I think she could have been a major player in WWE. Now, I want to just point out that this may still happen. You know, this may just be a three-month firing. She may be brought back next year. Well, because... apparently the, the the crux of it is that she earns more money from that fan service than she does in WWE. And she earns, I think the, the, the term that's been banded around is main roster money. Okay. Service. So for her to continue, she would have had to stop doing it. And in her mind, she wasn't going to do that. So I think if she was to, you know, maybe she just does it for now six months and sort of gets all the money she can out of it. And if it dries up, then maybe she goes, you know, because I, I think the, the, the door is supposed to be open if she wants to come back, but she okay. has to stop doing it. Um, I mean, I think that we should mention, or I, I, I want to mention, I do understand that it is 
it does seem a little bit hypocritical in some ways with what you know we've seen other people get away with in WWE or some of the things that they do. But at the end of the day, it's a business, you know. So yeah, Amazon would probably fire somebody if they, you know, did something that one of the bosses has probably done. But it's just that's the nature of business is that if you're an employee, you get given sometimes these unfair uh, terms that you have to abide by, but the people above you don't. And that's yeah. just, not that, I'm well, say, not that I'm saying Shawn Michaels or Triple H, you've got an OnlyFans or anything. But the thing is, these are the rules and yeah. this is PG rated. And she had to know that this was going to be a problem when it was discovered. Yeah. So that was why my reaction was this was really foolish for her to do this. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. I just wanted to kind of put that other bit out there because I know some people have said it. And I think, you know, you've well, got to look at the two sides of it. There's, there's two sides. And she knew where she was. Of you course. Know, because of Mattel and everything. Like, imagine Mattel trying to bring out a figure of her. And, you know, then you get a, a, a mum who ends up see you know, her daughter's ended up look or her son's ended up looking this stuff up online. Yeah. So absolutely and and yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they've given her the option that yeah, you can come back, you know, but you cannot do this as well. And to me, the time to do this sort of thing is after the the big run has ended. That's the time to do it because you go to the main roster, you have that run as toxic attraction Mandy Rose with JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. you know, you're there two years or three years or however long she is. And at that point, then you do this because your big run is over and you've reached more of an audience. You've got more potential fans and you've got more potential earning potential, haven't you? Because more people know who you are. So I think she's just gone about this all the wrong way. So I can understand her doing this in years to come. But to do this now, just before she went to the main roster, I mean, I would have thought that would have happened if not post WrestleMania, maybe even before WrestleMania. Yeah. So I just think that, yeah, I just think this is a really strange move that she would do this. I just don't feel like she's really thought it through properly. Um, and I think also when she's not on TV, and this is the great driver, this was the thing with China. Remember when China left WWF in 2001, wasn't it? Yeah. And she thought she was bigger than the company. It's like, oh, I've got all these options for making money and all these people want to work with me. So, yeah, they do, because you work for WWF. Same as Sable. Same, Same as Sable, way. absolutely. So, I mean, with Mandy Rose, maybe things are different now. Maybe she's got that built-in audience. Obviously, social media didn't exist back in the early 2000s, so it was a different time. But, I mean, a lot of this is driven by you know, your appearances on WWE programming. That's why people know you. That's why people want to spend money on you. Uh, it's because you are a TV star with this biggest wrestling company in the world. So I, I have a feeling they'll sort this out and she'll realize that she's done this the wrong way around and that there's a lot of money being left on the table you know, there's a big opportunity in WWE on the main roster in 2023, and I think they will reach a compromise at some point, uh, probably around WrestleMania time, if not before. I mean, for for her, it's like it's a gamble because, on one hand, if she if she's away for say six months and they don't and nobody really clicks, you know, in 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 the NXT Women's division that much, 
then yeah. her stock has risen and she then has got more to play with. But the other side of that is if a few people get really over, then she doesn't have as much bargaining power as she does. And I I mean, for me, fair play to her if she's got a, a you know, it's, it's her decision to put stuff of her body and whatever out online and have people pay for it. That's her call. And if she makes good money from it, fantastic. It all depends, though, in terms of wrestling, what she wants to do. Because I don't know if AEW would pick her up, um, given that this is there. But maybe they would. Um, well, Tony Storm has only fans, doesn't she? No, I mean, she I does, yes, she does. So, I mean, I guess, you know, that's another option. But I think that she would, I think Mandy Rose, I think she would get very lost if she went there. Yeah, I think so as well. And and this act is there. It's ready-made. They've spent over a year honing it. Mm-hmm. It's over. The people know it. They like it. They know how to play it. And I think there's, you know, there's a big run waiting for them on the main roster. And I think she needs to, I don't know if it's pride or what. I'm not sure what's caused this rift. I'm not sure why. Or maybe she just thinks, you know, they're not telling me what to do anymore. Maybe she's yeah. just reached the end of her tether. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But I have a fee- I'm hoping they can reach a compromise here because I really like would like to see Toxic Attraction on the main roster. And so I think JC Jane and Gigi Dolan will be okay as a team, but they would do better with Mandy Rose. So I hope for their sake that she kind of puts the team first and, and actually herself. And as I've already said, she can do all this after the WWE run ends and there'll be even more money in it then. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think for, for Gigi and, uh, I'm, I'm blank. Um, I think I think for them, I think it is going to hurt them in terms of the act will not be as hot without Mandy. So Correct. I hope that they can come together and because sort of, it's like when I mean it's not the same thing because Toxic Attraction are way more of a hot group. But I mean, funnily enough, Mandy Rose was involved though. Absolution that was that their name, Mandy, Sonia, and Paige. Was it Absolution? I mean- I can't even remember that act. And then, and then, because remember, then Paige got injured. So then, so 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 then, the act was basically Paige being their manager, right? Yeah, and it kind of fell apart. I mean, it's obviously different, but the same. Initially, when that group was there, it was Paige, and you know, these two people who'd been on Tough Enough, where she'd been the judge and all that kind of stuff. But then, as soon as Paige couldn't wrestle, it didn't work. Yeah. So if Mandy's not there, it doesn't really work. As well, so hopefully they do. But um, the other big news story of the week is obviously Sasha Banks will be making an appearance at Wrestle Kingdom 17. We talked about last week. Um, but apparently, the one of the big stories is that uh, WWE and Sasha were very, very far apart on money. And apparently, Sasha was asking for Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch level contract, a, a Becky Lynch or Charlotte Flair level contract, and WWE did not see her in that. Uh, rain, realm and uh, they've said that uh, they don't see her as somebody who would be on top in five years um, so yeah well, she probably won't be in five years in five years she'll probably be doing something else with her life but I mean for three years I think she could have two or three good years yet Yeah, uh, I, I mean, think it's, it's mad, absolute madness to not for two to three for three, for three years to pay her Becky Charlotte money I, I think you'd be because she's very popular She's, you know, how many people, I mean, but then she was, there's, there's that thing where she obviously didn't go on with Vince and we've talked about death and all the fallouts and whatever, but like she's a star and they don't have a lot of stars and she's 
good in the ring. She's charismatic. I mean, I think it's mad that they would not see her in that realm. So I think it's a big loss for them if they don't. You know, but then maybe she does. We 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 spoke about this initially. Maybe when she does Wrestle Kingdom, and her sort of stock goes up, that maybe that then kind of, maybe then they reconsider the money offer. You know, maybe they then. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I mean, I think she's at that level in terms of star power, and it's not just what she brings. It's just that she can. She then makes her opponents better. Yep. And we've talked a lot about the weaknesses on SmackDown, and if she was there. SmackDown and the SmackDown women's division would be a lot better just because she would be there and she would be helping her opponents as well as herself. So, I mean, we know WWE can easily afford this. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know there is this pay structure and it's all about a negotiation. Sounds like, um, sounds like, sounds like real world events, doesn't it? With people (laughs) in pay negotiations. But I mean, in all seriousness, you have to, I understand why the pay structure, in in a sense, you can't... If you suddenly then pay somebody a hell of a lot more than you think they're worth, you then put yourself in a position where you then have to pay everyone more mm-hmm. than, they, than you think they're worth. And it has that sort of knock-on, trickle-down effect, doesn't it? Where suddenly, oh, yeah, well, so-and-so's earning X amount. Oh, right, well, when I go in for a pay rise, I want that much as well because I'm at least a bigger star as as he is or she is. So I understand why they have this structure. Um, and if they genuinely, absolutely do not want to exceed it, there is a method to their madness. But on the surface, it does seem crazy because I would say that Sasha was on a similar level to Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. And Christ, haven't exactly been making money out of Charlotte Flair this year, have they, Kenny? We haven't seen her since May. I know. I, like, you know, what have they been doing? I mean... If you can't find anything creative for Charlotte Flair to do, then you're insane. Well, absolutely. And we, as I've just said, that SmackDown women's division needs her. I, I can't believe they didn't bring her back at Survivor Series. You know, but after they, that they, Shotzi and Randy, uh, uh, Ronda Rousey match. Yeah. But, they, 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 you know, the, the, the other problem is, because the, the issue is to say you've got someone like Charlotte, right? But they don't have many people in the SmackDown women's division who are any good. They've got Raquel. They've got Ronda, who looks like she's working the post office shift on a Saturday. She's that enthusiastic. <laughs> you know, I need to do the weekend this week, wait, this week, fucking outrageous. You know, that's the look she's got on her face all the time. So, um, so Charlotte needs people to work with and she could work with Sasha Banks. It, absolutely. <gasps> that's right. Yeah. And get Rhonda involved and you've got two ring, ring generals, two ring experts in Sasha and Charlotte you know, and by association, Ronda would look far better than we've seen her against everyone else. I mean, the only time Ronda has actually looked decent this year was against Charlotte, particularly in the WrestleMania Backlash match. That's, to me, been Ronda's only good match of 2022. So, yeah, I mean... Well, there's, maybe... there's, another, thing, there's another thing, though. Ronda Rousey, right? She's been paid millions and millions of dollars, right? And she's useless. She is so disinterested and you can't tell me that any UFC fan or MMA fan who used to watch Ronda Rousey is tuning into Smackdown every week to see her feuding with Shotzi or Liv Morgan like it's just not happening so you're paying Ronda all this money but you're not willing to and you're not getting value for money out of her no and then you don't want to pay Sasha 
you can see if I was Sasha Banks, I would 100% want to be and think I deserve to be on Becky and Charlotte money. 100%. Because yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I just think it's crazy. I mean, if, I mean, they, just... if they let her go to AEW, I mean, luckily, AEW is not very good at booking the women's division. So the chances of Sasha being a big star there are probably not as good. But Say, for example, say Sasha ends up being the one, right? That goes to AEW and she turns it around for the women's division and whatever. The, it will have been a completely avoidable thing for WWE to... that They could have easily sort, sorted out Sasha's not been unreasonable in what she's asking for. I mean, well, look, if she's asking for Becky Charlotte money, she's not been unreasonable. If she's asking for, like, double that, then she's been unreasonable. Yeah, yeah, fair um, enough, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just... It's a ludicrous decision. It's just especially... You know, get. I mean, I don't want to advocate people being fired, obviously, but you know, get rid of Tamina and Dana Brooke. And use their <laughs> money to pump up Sasha's contracts. You get more out of it. Well, exactly. I mean, these people add nothing to the division. They're just a drain on on our enthusiasm. Yeah, and, and you've just got all these people, everything. You've got all these people who could be infused with Sasha Banks, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez. It's Rodriguez, isn't it? It's not Gonzalez. Rodriguez, yeah. Rodriguez. Uh, even people like Nikki Cross, people who could benefit from working with Sasha Banks, even in a TV feud. And it's just Bailey, the Bailey feud that we never got. Ba- I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, Bailey's like. Bailey's as, as, as hot as an icicle. <laughs> you know? So I mean, maybe, maybe right. All the women could have like a whip round. You know what I mean? <laughs> Go this me. Sasha back. Yeah. Right? We're just going to have to start getting a collection. Let's just get her back in here. And the, but the weirdest thing to me as well is that is that Triple H um, is a Sasha Banks. You know, he, he's a creator. But, you know, he was involved in the creation of that character. Of course he with, was. I with mean, her he's NXT. part of her. Well, that's right. He was the guy at NXT when, where she first became a star in 20... 20- 14, would it have been? Yeah, 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I I still believe they're going to sort it out. And maybe they're just playing hardball and negotiations. And you've got to, you have to sort of take a tough line. I do get that. And they always say a good deal that needs to be pain on both sides. So both sides need to compromise. That's what they say. Yeah. For a fair deal. Everyone has to budge. Everyone has to move. You know, they have to move to the middle ground. And um, I'm still I'm still convinced Sasha Banks will return to WWE. I don't know whether it'll happen at Royal Rumble, but I'm convinced she'll return next year. I mean, that, you know, talk about surprise. Imagine if she returned at the Rumble and won the Rumble. That'd be a great surprise. Um, it would be, yeah, absolutely. So, um, now, so what we're going to do is we're going to be doing the overrun in a few days. And on that, we will talk about... Um, now, I know a lot of people have been saying that the dark side of the, the, the Vince McMahon documentary is a lot of rehashed stuff, but uh, from Dark Side of the Ring, but the last half hour of it is kind of new content. So okay. maybe we'll just watch that last half hour. All right. Um, and then and that will also unpack the idea that Vince wants to come back. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was a trending topic on Twitter, wasn't it, this week? And there's been a lot of play. Um, he's supposedly been saying I was given bad advice and... You know, I could have, I could have, you know, almost like a Boris Johnson thing. You know, it's like, that's it, I'm going to survive this scandal. It's like, no, you're not, because your own party just wants rid of you. They can't work with you. And I think there are similarities there. And obviously, Vince owns and still owns 
you know, majority share of WWE. So it is different. Um, but I just feel like the people underneath him were like, no, you just got to go because you're a big problem. You're a liability just as, you know, our beloved prime minister was. <laughs> and um, and for me, I don't see, I, I mean, I just don't see how Vince can return. Maybe he can. Well, I mean, we will I've unpack had... that on the overrun, though. We will yeah. go into detail and we'll, we'll talk about it. Talk about all the, I mean, well, there's no pros to come back, but you know, we'll, we'll talk about the, <laughs> we'll talk about well, the there's, there's pros for Vince, isn't there? Oh, right, there's pros for him. Uh, but we will cover that in the overrun. I just wanted to get that out of the way. And then we'll also, uh, on next week's What's Going Down, we'll, we'll touch on the AEW stuff as well. Uh, but to finish off today, I thought that we would do some questions because you you were so kind to send me some questions. So we'll maybe try and get two in today and then we'll do some more uh, more next next week. Yeah, there were questions that were sent in via my Facebook page that didn't make it into the magazine, which incidentally is on sale. It's coming Thursday, December 22nd. Yeah. So, uh, well, speaking of the magazine, actually, Brian Langan says, is Jim Cornette really on the front cover of this month's mag? Yes, he is. And he actually did a photo shoot for the issue, which is great. Yeah, that was question was from a couple of weeks ago, by the way. So that was sent in before the magazine came out. I'm sure he already knows that Jim was on the cover. And it's funny because actually uh, the, the Jim Cornette issue was the highest, the, the biggest selling issue of the year. For both in stores and uh, directly from from the website, so it's it's interesting that you know some people say he's out of touch and he's irrelevant, but you you know you'd interview and the cover is a, a match made in heaven. It's like Macho Man Elizabeth. Absolutely, I mean this is all about you know magazine promotion and just coming out with something that that you won't. F- I mean this is the whole point of a magazine is that it has things in it that you won't find for free online. And you won't read an interview like that online anywhere for free. Nope. So, um, you know, and, um, you know, it was a good, I thought I, I enjoyed the interview. I thought there was some really good stuff in there and we covered a lot of different topics. As I'm sure most people listening to this podcast will, will know, but if you haven't read it, it's still out there. It's still available. You can still buy it. And, um, you know, we really hope that you'll support this magazine so we can continue to do it. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, the next question, uh, Cameron Sykes wants to know, realistically, what do you think AEW should try to achieve in 2023? It's um, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because, I mean, happily, winter is coming, 950,000 viewers. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, they, bro- they broke the 900,000 barrier. I mean, that would have been really worrying, wouldn't it, if they were under 900,000 for a, a show they've been promoting for weeks yeah, they, you've, um, got to, you've got to be, if you're them, you've got to be happy that, you know, the, the show that you've been promoting for a while has done better than the previous. That's it. I mean, it just shows you as well that there are people who aren't watching week to week who are willing to give it a chance if it's a special episode or promoted episode or perceived to be better than a normal episode. I mean, the trick is, for me, it's all about star creation and it's all about getting more of the characters over and making people care about the characters and putting those characters in stories that run and run. Like Ricky Starks obviously lost to MJF. I didn't like the finish. You know, it was low kick, you know, inside cradle. I thought that was kind of a a weak finish and a real, a real low blow for Ricky Starks, Kenny. I thought I would have liked to have seen 
some type of interference or somebody costing Ricky Starks the match because now obviously Brian Danielson came out afterwards and chased MJF off and that's going to be MGF's next feud, Brian Danielson, as we suspected, because of, <clears throat> for all the reasons, well, we don't need to go into the reasons why that this is, they've had a B family regarding the regal thing. Yes. So, I mean, that'll make sense. But it feels to me like the MGF and Ricky Starks thing is over now. And like, what's Ricky Starks going to do next? So that's very important. So you've made some progress with Ricky. You know, don't up. lose that. You know, you've got to try and preserve, maintain that and build on that. And they've just got to do that with a lot of different acts. It feels like a lot of acts don't really matter. Um, and like, I mean, look at Darby Allen, Kenny. I mean, I just can't make sense out of it. This is a character that people want to like. But I mean, he's taking so much punishment in his matches, isn't it? It's just absurd how much punishment that guy is taking in his matches. He doesn't need to do it. He's going to be finished. In a, if he continues to wrestle like this, He's going to be finished in like 18 months, two years. He's just not going to be able to work anymore. So, and or, I just develop a, like, or develop a pain pill addiction or something to get through it. Yeah, I mean, it's just absurd. And, you know, he was in a match on Rampage the other week. Uh, was it uh, Justin Henry, I think it was, tattooed guy? Do you remember? Did you see that one? I didn't see it. <clears throat> but uh, yeah. I'll, look, I'll look it up. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was, uh, his surname was definitely Henry. It's actually not a bad match. Good little match. Sting was at ringside. But, I mean, Alan was taking far too much punishment in a match against... Anthony Henry. Sorry, Anthony Henry. Um, he was taking far too much punishment in a match against somebody who clearly was not a threat to him. And if this is his way of getting his opponent over, well, it doesn't. What it actually does is it just weakens the star. Yeah. You know, okay, give the, give the up-and-comer some offence, but not so much offence to the point where it weakens you as a star. And that's what Alan did in this match. And I think it was J.D. Drake, the big guy. That's the big yep. guy who's yep. like the jobber guy. Yeah. He, at one point in the match, grabbed Alan and, like, you know, pummeled him. It's like, Alan, you know, Alan shouldn't be selling for a guy like that. And this was to give Sting a spot. And, but it's like, I just feel like he's a guy who could be a somebody, but I don't know what the hell he's doing or where he's going. I also don't understand as well why Sting and Alan after defeating Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal at full gear, didn't then receive a title match with the acclaimed. You know what I mean? That should have been their direction of travel. And I think there'd be a lot of interest in Allen and Sting versus the acclaimed. Because that didn't happen, did it, Kenny? No, it didn't. It doesn't. But yeah, I mean, just my, my two cents of what I think AEW should, should do next year is, you know, in the Ricky Starks thing is a prime example. I think it's about following stuff up. That's yeah. the key thing. Because... You know, Ricky Starks is now is now hot, but it has to be followed up. And I think the AEW and WWE have done this in the past. It's not an exclusive AEW thing, but AEW do it more now. Is that they'll do something or they'll use somebody, and then it'll just they'll, they'll just not be the show for two weeks, or they'll just not be around, or it'll not be mentioned. And that needs to stop. You know, there needs to be follow up to stuff every week to keep the momentum going with people. And um, yeah, and and. and like, I think there needs to just be... I think the, the the thing that we're already seeing, and it's like a breath of fresh air, is no Ring of Honor. It's, it's you know, that that is the the key thing, which, by the way, we'll need to talk about the the Honor Club thing on the overrun. <laughs> um, that would be fun. Uh, but, the, I th you know, the no Ring of Honor already feels a bit like, oh, thank God. Yeah. That. You it's know. like a ball and chain, wasn't it? It's like, a, you know, oh, it's this... 
it's like it's, the drunk uncle that you have to put up with once a year. You go, oh God, thank God he's gone. Yeah, and it's just and it's just been around for months, and it's just like, well, who? No one really wants it. It's just like it's just getting in the way. It's a liability. It's a burden. Yeah. Um, and it just, yeah, that is something that's going to, I think, free things up and just give it more zest. But I mean, yeah, it needs to be that continuity of stories, and we, we need to know that when somebody is receiving a push that it's not going to end after three, four, five, six weeks, and then we won't see that person again for many, many weeks, and then they'll show up on Rampage, you know, three or four weeks later. Oh, yeah, I, re- oh, I forgot all about him. Oh, I forgot all about, all about her. And, I mean, we talked before as well about Rampage. Rampage should be an energy show. It should be. This should be the show that's must-see, that's really exciting, that's just got so much energy, and it's dynamic, and it just feels like an afterthought. It's just it has become thunder. That's what it's become, mm-hmm. and um, and you just like, well, in many ways, it devalues AEW as a product. And when they're delivering really poor ratings, it just makes AEW look like a fading brand. So if you're not willing to put the effort into a TV show, then then why even have the TV show? You know, why not just cancel it? But I think the number one thing, and this isn't going to happen, by the way, is that Tony Khan needs to, I think he needs to accept that he's peaked, that there are a lot of things he doesn't understand and that he can't grasp. And I think he needs a lot of assistance running this company creatively. He needs a lot of assistance. Yeah, well, he, and- he said on the, the conference call before... Uh- what was the show? Oh, uh, final battle. But before final battle, he said that he basically is the, the the head of creative and makes all the decisions for both AEW and Ring of Honor. And not you know the first thing he should do is hand the Ring of Honor creative off to somebody else. Yeah. And you know he can approve everything. Obviously, like don't just go you know here do what you want. You know approve it. But you know the guys the guy does the 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 film football club stuff in the UK where he's involved in that. He's involved in the Jack. Jag- Jacksonville Jaguars. That what yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he's got AEW, and then he's got Ring of Honor, and then it's like you know, so for you know, for the inside the ropes uh, almanac that we do every year, I I do the results. So I, I I write all the results for all the shows, time codes, all that jazz, and I've done Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage, all these ones, right? And I got to AEW Dark, and. Some of the, some weeks there's fourteen matches on the dark, <laughs> and he's across all of that apparently. So he's a, so he's right. booking dark, and it's like nobody's, I mean, nobody's watching it, Tony. Yeah, I mean, why even have this program? What's it bringing? How is it enhancing AEW in any way? What's the value to it? I mean, most people. I mean, it's like. It's like, you know, oh, we're giving these people jobs. And it's just like, well, very few people go from dark to the main roster uh, or to the main dynamite. And if that does happen, then that should be a structured thing. Oh, this person's done really well. You know, they should be showing clips of this person who's going to make their debut on dynamite next week. They've got all these wins on dark. They're really impressive. You know, they, they want to challenge for, you know, the one of the titles and, um, you know, let's create a story for this person. You know, this person's desperate to leave Dark and wants to wrestle on Dynamite by, you know, March the 1st or whatever. You know, just come up with something like that. Or you could even have like, you know, I'm not saying have a tournament because Christ, there's enough tournaments in AEW as it is. 
but have some sort of actual system. And I know they're supposed to have this ranking system, but who even really believes in that anymore, Kenny? Honestly. I know. Well, I mean, I think they've, they've quietly kind of, that's on the way out, obviously. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's not it, mentioned it. It's, yeah, it's just. I, but then isn't Ring of Honor supposed to be basically their NXT now in some ways? Was that not part of the idea? Well, I mean, they have so few shows. I mean, maybe once they start running a weekly TV show, and if they do, that's another program they've got to do each week. Yeah, and the thing is, if you want to have dark, go go ahead. But at, but at the same time, it's like you know, so say because it's like so with the Ring of Honor TV show, say they do that, say they film that at TV or whatever. So then you've got Tony Khan's brain is dealing with booking Rampage, Dynamite. ROH, Dark, Dark Elevation, five shows. It's it's just impossible to do effectively. I mean, I don't even think how you can do half of that work well. I mean, no, it's, it's, I'm not I'm not saying everything that Vince McMahon did was great, but I guarantee you that Vince McMahon was not wasting his time at TV booking metal. No. Or jacked. You know, he, he, I, obviously, again, you have to be able to prove it. That's the sign of a good manager or, or, or boss is to... You know, delegate, delegate, but also be you know, be able to approve things to make sure because then if something goes out, but, but I mean, it goes back to obviously one of the reasons that he became more involved was that Max Caster rap that happened that you know that you remember that it was to do with the yes that's the it case from yeah I remember yeah but then the the job is not for you to then be a crossover the job is for you to get somebody else in that job who you can trust that's not going to let that mistake happen. Precisely. That's it. And then that falls on the, you know, the effectively the middle manager or the producer or the agent, or whatever you want to call it. And it's like there needs to be a layer of responsibility <clears throat> that these people below you, you're communicating to them. Um, we cannot do jokes like that. You need to just come up with like some sort of code of conduct, don't you? Yeah. Of like, you know, the 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 things that we can do and things that we absolutely can't, so that everyone knows, so that situation does not arise in the first place. Yep. So, you know, I mean, I, you know, I have that with the way I write. I never swear in my writing ever. You know, that's the way I write. Never. There's no bad language ever. And to me, I don't feel like I need to use bad language in my writing. I very rarely, I mean, I don't think I really, really properly sworn on the podcast all year this year. No, you, re- I, you really need to be railed up for that to happen. <laughs> but it's to me, it's like you work out what it is, what your message is, what your stance is who you are, what you stand for, and just get that written down somewhere so everyone understands what it is so you don't have to sit there looking over someone's shoulder and micromanaging everything. You know, you need to be concentrating on the big picture, the big stories. Uh, But yeah, I mean, Tony Khan, he's doing too much. I mean, he's. I just think he's in over his head. I mean, he certainly has something to offer wrestling, but I just think he needs a lot of assistance to run this company and it's the company's become too big there's too much product and too much of that product doesn't matter so to me i would just say right we're going to discontinue that just get rid of dark get rid of dark elevation and make rampage the show that matters and oh well that means that so and so is not going to have a job here well what's that person really contributing to aew and if they're not really contributing to anything anything to aew then why are they on the payroll I mean, as here's an as an example, right? And I, obviously, I don't know, I, I I don't know the exact numbers of this, right? But Dark a year ago was getting fifth uh, fifth of October twenty twenty one 
448,000 views on YouTube. Uh, the, the, the One of the following weeks, 383,000. Uh, Dark from three days ago has got 117,000. So say that goes up to 200, right? But yeah. it's like 200,000 views on YouTube is just not worth all the stress that you're putting on yourself to, to make it happen. Have somebody else do it. Um and and just concentrate on the big picture stuff. So I yeah. hope he does that. But um, anyway, maybe we'll we'll talk about some AEW stuff on the on what's going down next week. But I think that is us, Finn. I think we've we've tackled a few questions, tackled a bit yes. of news. Absolutely, I think we have. I think we've given those questions, you know, sufficient attention. So we've got some others that we're going to answer possibly next week, Kenny. We've got some yep, others. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll do we'll do the rest of them next week. So, want well, thank you for your support. As Finn mentioned, this Thursday, December twenty second, is when uh, the next edition of Inside the Ropes magazine comes out. If you're a subscriber, it should issue twenty eight. Issue twenty eight with the MGF on the cover. We get the ITR fifty, uh, men's fifty, the women's fifty. But the next issue, uh, you can read all about the change why that's happening in the mag as well. Um, but yeah, if you're a subscriber, fingers crossed, you should have it by Thursday before the strikes happen. Um, if you are not a subscriber, you can either obviously go into WH Smith on Thursday and pick up your copy, or you can order it inside theropesmagazine.com. If you order it, uh, this is good, Saturday and Patreon, Sunday in the main feed. So uh, if you order it by Monday, there's a chance that you can get it before Christmas. But Monday is probably your last bet where I would say it's it's got a chance of getting to you for Christmas. So, but we hope that you enjoy it, regardless of how you how you get it or when you get it. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of hard work goes into these these issues, and we hope that you enjoy them because uh, we we love doing it. So, absolutely, yeah. We're what we were like, two, you know, nearly two and a half years into this. So, yep. if, so you know, it's um, it feels like we're we're making some good progress, and if we've already got some exciting things lined up for twenty twenty three. Yep. So, um, you know, we hope you'll uh, you'll support the magazine. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So, want to thank you for all your support. We will be back obviously next week, pre Christmas, with our next instalments. Um, so, yeah, want to thank you for all your support, and we'll talk to you soon. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.